I came out here in 1998, the first few people that I met who were from here would invariably say, oh my gosh, it's so different now than it was 20 years ago. And now I've become one of those people. Hi, this is Stefan Serfrizi, and I'm here with Troy Patrono. And we are going to be talking a bit about him and his adventure to Las Vegas. So, Troy, uh, where did you grow up? I am a native New Yorker. Okay. I, I tell people you can, you know, you can, New York won't always be where I'm, where I live, but it'll always be where I'm from. Mm, it's always in the heart. <laughs> most people, t and most people, once they've known me for two minutes, <laughs> yeah. realize that. <laughs> yeah, so here we go. Good to know it. Um, and have you lived anywhere else besides Vegas and New York? Uh, I have. I had, a, I had a work assignment recently that uh, moved me to Miami for five years. Okay. So um, I've been, I initially came to Vegas quite some time ago in 1998, uh, and I've now, post-Miami, I've been back uh, for two years. Okay, so what did you come out originally to Vegas for? I was, uh, you know, I was in the whole, in the New York uh, retail management uh, game uh, around the city. I was working for Banana Republic at the time uh, on Fifth Avenue, and they wanted to send me out to what had become their flagship division. Um, it was uh, to be a temporary role, a year and a half, two years, to kind of get the forum shop's location uh, up and running, not up and running, but uh, up and running to a, to a higher volume that they were used to achieving out here. Mm. They wanted like a sort of a high volume experienced uh, leader to kind of come in and guide the team there. And the plan was that would be finished in no more than two years and I'd go back to New York and work at a flagship there and, and continue on my path with, with that company. Wow, so it must have looked a lot different in 1998. It's so <laughs> funny because when I came out here in 1998, the first few people that I met who were from here would invariably say, oh my gosh, it's so different now than it was 20 years ago, blah, 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 blah. And they, they explained how, how everything had grown so much. And now... I'm one of those people because it's 20 years later after I got here <laughs> and I'm the one who's saying, Oh my God, it's so much different from 20 years ago when I got here. Right? So I've become one of those people saying like, Oh, you should have seen it 20 years ago. <laughs> my, how the tables have turned. And, and, totally. It's so, it's so strange. The first time I found myself saying that to somebody, I was like, Oh my gosh, that's what all these people said to me right. when I came out here. Oh, that's well. That's cool that you had some experience out here. You get to you got to see the old Vegas. I tell people Vegas. I tell people that I got here two months before the Bellagio opened. So I oh, got I here, remember that I got here right before George Armani and Prada and Hermes and all of those things that I was. Those things were all part of my New mm -hmm. York life. So when I was sort of shifting into coming here back at home where everybody was saying like, well, what are you going to do in Las Vegas? Like what? But you know. They didn't, no one really knew at the time, unless you happened to be right here, that the whole retail and luxury landscape was about to happen here. Yeah. You know, there had never been Giorgio Armani in Las Vegas or Prada in Las Vegas. And Porn you know, shops were just new. They were fairly new, correct. They had just opened the new, the new wing, the Atlantis wing, and that was a whole new thing. So, you know, for me, the, the work-wise, the kind of career environment I was used to on Fifth Avenue back at home is what was coming here. So mm -hmm. that was kind of a no-brainer for me. Gotcha. Well, so you said, you know, you've been in retail. That's been kind of your career. I've been a fashion person 
the whole get go. Like I've I've encountered people in my career who have like fallen into it or had a, were, who was an English major and then kind of ended up in you know a retail training program and liked it. And I was not one of those people. I wanted to do this from when I was little. Nice. I, wanted, I was interested in fashion and and business and and what motivated you? Like what made you so interested? Uh, you know, I think I think being around. I think being around New York at the time that I was there, living there, it sort of exposed me to what in New York is very everyday kind of stuff, but in the landscape and the bigger picture of fashion and retail is like, you know, New York City is the, especially, you know, especially New York City 30-something years ago, uh-huh. um, New York City was a place where, you know, people would could only dream of like, you know... Uh, getting involved with Barney's New York, you know, New York. My first retail job, other than, you know, serving ice cream in high school, was I worked at Barney's on 17th Street. And, you know, that was, you know, all through my college uh, uh, summer breaks and winter breaks, I went back to Barney's and was was a salesperson at the, you know, what many people would say was the most fabulous retail store on the planet. Forget mm-hmm. about the U.S., like on the planet. So, so I got accustomed to being around you know, all kinds of great and groundbreaking uh, retail concepts, some of which I had the good fortune of actually getting involved with, you know, uh, on the inside, on the inside part of the, of the coin. So uh, places like Charivari, places like Bergdorf Goodman, that uh, uh, Bajuda, which, you know, most people won't remember, but Bajuda (laughs) was this very chic store down in Soho where if you, one of the first places where you'd see names like Jean-Paul Gaultier or Dolce Gabbana or Romeo Gili, like no one ever heard of these names. And, you know, my apartment was, was up the block from Bajuda. Like it was, you know, you were kind of surrounded by these very stimulating, um, uh, fashion sources. And there's a lot of other people out in New York that are extremely like involved with the fashion scene. It's very, uh, it's, it's just kind of the culture there, I guess. Correct. I mean, I was always, I was, I always landed more on the business side of things. I mean, in mm. high school, I was an illustration student. I got very turned on to fashion illustration, uh, as a, as a, as a youngster. And, you know, I was always, I always liked to draw and sketch and, you know, I had drawing lessons as a kid. I had someone come to my house every Saturday morning and we would like, sit at the dining room table and I would draw. And, <laughs> um, and as I evolved and my own taste evolved, I sort of shifted my art interest to fashion. Um, my, uh, my senior year of high school, I spent four days a week at my public school, my New York city public school. And one day a week I went to FIT, uh, for a program that I was involved in. And, you know, um, so I was kind of, you know, I can't, sew, I can't make a pattern. I can't do any of that stuff. I, I am aware of, and very respectful of those that do, Uh and those that truly are the sewers and the creators of, of garments. Um, other than creating on paper in terms of illustrating something, uh, that was not me. Um, but um, the any business part, marketing, and I I was always interested in how how art and commerce could meet in many ways, mm. whether it's fashion, whether it's whether it's art, uh, and somewhere along the line, there's a creative process and a creative product. 
And then there's dollars and cents. And, and how could this creative product be a viable dollars and cents kind of business? And how do those things connect? Um, so, um, you know, I was a smart kid. I took, I took accounting and finance and, and all that stuff that like, you know, some of which went over my head and some of it did, yeah. some of it stuck. And here I am. Some of it is still using. Some of it, maybe not. <laughs> yeah. So when, so even in college, you know, I, I had a dual major program in college. I did go away to school. I didn't go to FIT. That was a big decision to make, but I went to like a rah-rah, you know, campus kind of school and I had a retailing major and a marketing management major at the same time. Awesome. So I had sort of a fashion-y kind of part and then a businessy kind of part all in one program, which is, which is really what was great about the, uh, the school and the program I, I went through. Love it. So, uh, so you were out there in New York, um, and then you moved to Florida, you said. And did you move to here from Florida? Or? Oh, no, here was first. I oh. mean, here was 1998. I was in Miami. That's the second time you moved here. Yeah, I was in Miami from 2013 to 2018. Okay. So yeah. I've been, I've been, was back a couple of years and um, I rejoined, uh, I rejoined the company that I was with prior to going to Miami back here in Vegas. They were happy to take me back at a, at a, at a big giant corporate fashion company, which oh, is nice. which is the type of company that most of my career has seen me in. Although most of my companies have not been based in the U.S., I've been involved with U.S. subsidiaries for quite a bit of my career. Uh, but this particular company is an actual big giant U.S. company, and you know, and and it has a horse. <laughs> anyway. Oh, <laughs> anyway, so, uh, so I, I was had joined them up until. Uh, up until and through uh, uh, COVID's arrival. Okay. Uh, so if we fast forward to 2020, uh, the start of 2020, um, it was March and the decision was made that the hotels and the, the businesses mm -hmm. therein were going to shutter for, for, for who knew how long. Mm -hmm. um, I had a, I had a, a three-month uh, furlough, uh, just as the whole world did. From, from from March, April, and May, and um, we went most much of that time. Um, I kind of spent planning this out. Um, nice. I I had a lot of time uh, to myself, as as <laughs> did, as did millions of people. Uh, but I really was by myself. You know, I live by myself, and I, mm -hmm. I, I uh, support myself and. Um, I had had this concept in my brain for a long time, Great. and some of which, some of which had even made it to 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 my pad. You know, I'm a yellow pad kind of person, and mm -hmm. some of it actually made it to my legal pad. Thank you for tuning into Fabitude. You can find out more at the description below or by going to fabitude.com.